The unofficial end to summer is here. School has started for most, football season is upon us, and soon the leaves will be changing color. At the DSR Network, we remain as busy as ever with a full slate of podcasts scheduled for the fall. In the coming weeks, we'll be launching two new shows with new hosts, creating even more content for our members. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, bonus content, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of September, you'll receive 20% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SCHOOL at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SCHOOL. Thank you for your support. It's September 28th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. During the second Republican debate in Los Angeles, the absence of Donald Trump, who leads in the race for the party's nomination, created a sense of desperation among the seven candidates on stage. They vied to change the dynamics, often talking over each other and the moderators. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis launched an attack on Trump indicating a shift in strategy to directly challenge him. However, the chaotic debate may have hindered their efforts, and attacks like Chris Christie's nickname, Donald Duck, for Trump fell flat. Vivek Ramaswamy faced attacks from rivals and seemed rattled compared to his previous performance. Tim Scott gained prominence by challenging his rivals and addressing sensitive issues, while the debate's moderators face criticism for failing to maintain order. Overall, the absence of Trump and the candidate's inability to effectively challenge him or each other characterized the event. Republican U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has rejected a stopgap funding bill passed in the Senate, bringing the U.S. closer to its fourth partial government shutdown in a decade, just four days before the deadline. The Senate's bipartisan plan aimed to fund the government through November 17th to provide more time for agreeing on full fiscal year funding. McCarthy cited a lack of support in the House for the Senate's proposal. The standoff has prompted concerns about the government's creditworthiness from ratings agencies. While preparations for a shutdown are underway, President Biden called for bipartisanship to avoid the shutdown, which could affect critical services, including health and science research. House Republicans, however, seek tougher immigration measures and deeper spending cuts, leading to internal party divisions. North Korea has amended its constitution to officially declare the growth of its nuclear arsenal as a basic law of the state, solidifying its nuclear force-building policy as permanent. The decision, made during a session of the Supreme People's Assembly, was backed by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, in response to what he sees as a protracted confrontation with the United States and its allies. Kim emphasized the need to increase nuclear weapon production, diversify strike capabilities, and deploy them across various services. This development follows a series of weapons tests, and Kim's recent visit to Russia 
raising concerns about potential weapons deals between Moscow and Pyongyang. Meanwhile, South Korea and the United States continue to strengthen military cooperation, and South Korean President Yoon Suk-yul cautioned North Korea against using nuclear weapons, promising an overwhelming response if they did. In other news, the looming trade dispute between Britain and the EU over electric vehicles is reminiscent of the tough Brexit negotiations, with a stubborn France and looming tariffs if a resolution isn't reached. This issue revolves around a proposed 10% tariff on electric vehicles not meeting stricter input sourcing rules for batteries, causing concerns for car makers on both sides. The UK seeks an extension to adapt, finding support in Germany, but facing opposition from France. Divisions exist within the European Commission, with some advocating for a tough stance to protect the EU's single market and build a European battery industry, while others, including EU trade treat Valdis Dombrovskis, favor flexibility. Commission President Ursula von der Leyen is tasked with resolving this deadlock, while a decision's timing remains uncertain. Funerals are underway in Iraq's northern province of Nineveh, for over 100 people who tragically perished in a fire during a wedding reception. The incident occurred at the Al Haytham Royal Wedding Hall, primarily attended by Nineveh's Christian minority, sending waves of grief throughout the region. Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani ordered an investigation into the blaze and visited the site to meet with victims' families. The cause of the fire remains unknown, but it was marked by chaotic scenes as panicked guests rushed to escape. Questions about the hall's safety and government building regulations have arisen, with reports of inadequate safety measures and the use of highly flammable cladding. This disaster adds to the woes of Iraq's dwindling Christian minority, which has faced deadly attacks over the past decade. American soldier Travis King, who had defected to North Korea in July, has been returned to U.S. custody and landed at a U.S. military base in Texas. After crossing the Chinese border, Chinese authorities handed him over to the U.S. Embassy, which arranged for his return to a U.S. military base. King will undergo a medical review at the Brooke Army Medical Center and a reintegration process to reunite with his family. He originally fled South Korea, where he faced possible disciplinary action, and defected to North Korea citing inhumane treatment and racial discrimination in the U.S. Army as his reasons. U.S. officials did not comment on his motivations, but stated that King had returned willingly. The U.S. government thanked Sweden, China, and the U.N. for their roles in facilitating King's return and emphasized the value of keeping lines of communication open with states like North Korea. Any legal or disciplinary actions against King will be considered after a medical and psychological assessment. In lighter news, Airbnb is offering a unique opportunity for a free weekend stay at Shrek Swamp, a Scotland home inspired by the fictional ogre's iconic tree stump abode from the Shrek films. Hosted by Donkey, the stay, available from October 27th to 29th, can be booked for up to three people starting on October 13th on a first-come, first-served basis. This special experience is not a contest, and is being provided as a free gesture to pay homage to the beloved refuge Shrek Swamp has offered to fairy tale creatures. The home is designed with oversized furniture, earwax candles, and an outhouse, and while children are welcome, 
They must be at least five years old, according to the listing. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.